First Peter chapter two, if you rise for the reading of God's word, uh, and verse nine, it says, but you are a chosen race. Hmm. You are a chosen race. And that ain't for black people, okay? All right. Uh, but you are a chosen, because somebody will try to take a passage like this and read into it, read the different context into it. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. I want to talk about this morning, rise, amen, a holy nation, rise, a holy nation. If we want change in America, I have one statement to make. And this is a powerful statement. And and don't give me wrong what I'm about to say. Um, I'm not trying to offend anybody. But I have to speak on this subject. It is where we are now. It's where we've been for the last 400 years. Plus. And it's real. But I want to take a different approach to racism in America. Injustice in America. Um, classism and all this other stuff. And this one statement I'm about to make. It sounds good, but it can happen. If you want change, or if we want change, we have to acknowledge God as creator. That's my statement. Sustainer. Ruler. And Lord over this nation. Say it one more time. If we want change in America. We have to acknowledge God as creator. Sustainer. Ruler. And Lord. Over this nation. And while ABC may cast. It's first black male lead after 40 seasons for the Bachelor TV show, PayPal, Amazon, Starbucks allowing Black Lives Matter attire after social media backlash, it still starts with God being creative. The question is, how will we act after we get equality? If we ever get equality. Uh-oh. Let me say it one more time. How will we act 
if we gain equality and our hearts are the same. The only way racism, classism, discrimination will ever go away from America is if she returns to God. Are you with me? This country was founded on biblical principles. But yet, it has strayed away from its roots. And like the prodigal son, I make a proclamation today that it's time to come home. I wish I had somebody. The children of Israel was a nation inside of a nation. They were exiled to Babylon. And while in Babylon, God said to them, I want you to build houses, have children, do business, prosper within that nation, and they did. Amen. Because God was on their side. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> I want to say this to you this, today. God is on our side. I'm going to say it one more time. God is on our side. And until the United States of America, amen, recognizes and worships God and makes Jesus the God of this country it will never cease I'm going to say it one more time it will never cease George is laying to rest at least his earthly body and many of us have mixed emotions about the whole situation, yet we, the believer, we know that absent from the body, come on, we know this stuff. Absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. He is where we're heading. And unfortunately, he made his transition as a martyr, but it was not in vain. We as believers must realize that even in an unjust world, God is still in control. As believers, understanding your identity is the key to facing injustice in this world. Here's, here's some good news for you. Ready? We're just passing through this world. We're pilgrims. Aliens and ambassadors of the faith. The question is, I have for you today, is do you know who you are? Have you discovered your true identity? At the moment of salvation, we switch sides. We are no longer of a color. But we're part of a nation. We're no longer of a class or status. 
in this nation, in this kingdom, all men are created equal. Black, white, whatever color you are in the holy nation of God, we don't deal with those issues. First Peter is written to Christians who were experiencing persecution. Men, women, who, st- who stood for Jesus Christ. They were made aliens and strangers in the midst of a pagan society. The moment we accept Jesus Christ, saints, we have now transitioned to a new life. We are a new people. Amen. Their, watch this. Their faith made them a target. Amen. They were scattered through all five of the Roman providence when Peter writes on the, Penel, uh, on, on the pinnacle of Asia Minor and they were living as exiles. As we are living as exiles. As aliens. The epistle could be understood as a handbook written to exiles, ambassadors in a hostile land. If you want hope and if you want a better land, we got to go back to the book. The book is written so that we can learn how to respond to injustice. How to respond to the the things that we see going around. But as I said before, if we gain equality, if our hearts is not changed, a lot of Christians don't even know who they are, saints. Amen. This cotton candy Christianity. Amen. A Christianity where it's all about what I can get from God or what can I get from Jesus. But saints, you got to realize the moment you crossed the line, the moment you stepped over the line, the moment you chose Jesus over Barabbas, you are now a new creature in a foreign land. As a matter of fact, you are now exile in America. Peter writes to them. And he told them here, in chapter 1, he says, listen, conduct yourselves. If you look at verse 17, he says, And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deed, conduct yourself with fear throughout the time of your exile. See? See? Conduct yourself in exile. I'm going to say it one more time. See, you got to believe the word, y'all. He said, conduct yourself, live in such a way. I know you want to get mad. I know you want to go march. I know you want to go burn up some stuff. I know what just happened at the Wendy's and all this other. Listen, I already know the man hanging himself on the tree, whatever all that stuff is all about. The bottom line is, he says, as believers, I'm appealing to Christians now. We can't have this but at the end of our Christianity. I believe but, but you see, I'm tired. But you see, I'm, I'm, you know, I, listen, I'm telling you, I'm struggling preaching these messages, but I'm going to preach it anyhow because guess what? This is what, the, what America needs. America needs to come back to God. We, as his, God's people, need to rise up. 
in the midst of a pagan land and let Christ shine through our living. Are you with me? He says, knowing you were ransomed. Do you see that? From the fertile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. See, the problem is young people don't understand this because they have not been taught this. And let me tell you something. Every now and then, yeah, I want to go off. Every now and then, I feel a little edgy. But I got to remember the precious blood of Jesus Christ, what he did for me. He says, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times. What he's saying is, in these times, Jesus has been manifested. God has manifested himself through Jesus Christ, and he's speaking now through our lives. From verses 1 to verse 8 of chapter 2, he made a contrast of the believer on the unbeliever. But we have to remember that the world will always reject Jesus and us. He said the chief cornerstone has been what? Rejected. The world doesn't want Jesus. This message that I'm preaching, listen, people don't want to hear nothing about Jesus no more. Why, why should I listen to Jesus? Why does he allow me to suffer so much? Why is my life, why is black people being treated like this? Pastor, you got to help me with this because I ain't feeling it. But I like verse 1 of chapter 2. He says, so put away all malice. I'm saying put it away and rise. Put it away. He says, put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy. Stop being an actor. Stop acting like a Christian and not behaving like one. Stop casting for the part and playing the part and then you're not living the part when the cameras are off. Come on and help me somebody. He says, put away deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. And verse 2, he says, this is what we need, y'all. Like newborn infants, long. Listen, listen, listen. We have been fooled. We've been, we've been given the wrong diet. We don't have a balanced diet spiritually. He says, long for the what? For the, for the what? For the pure spiritual milk. That by it you may grow. See what the world wants us to do. Is fall for its trap. The world has twisted. And turned many pastors away. From preaching the truth. The pure word. The pure word. Nothing added to it. Because when you serve it up. Pure it does what it sets out to do. I got to go on. I want to talk about a holy nation now. Listen, if we're going to bring our nation, it, 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 what we have to do, saints, we have to bring our nation to America. Say it one more time. Y'all want to march? Let's march. We got to bring 
our nation, the church, from behind these walls to the world. We got to go among them so that they can see light in a dark world. Look what he says. He says, but you. See, do you believe these words? I mean, I'm just saying, but you. You are a chosen what? Race. The moment you're saved, you become, you have, you've been regened. You are chosen by God. Listen to me. Listen to me real good. Listen to me real good. You may not feel chosen, but you are. This has the idea of election. God knew you and foreknew you before you were born in your mother's womb. He knew you before the foundation of the world. He knew you would accept him. Watch this. He gave you a chance after chance after chance. But he says, we are of a chosen race. So we got to stop playing this race card. First thing is, first thing in this holy nation, I see race. We all belong to the same race now. Oh, I wish I had you. And you know what's so amazing about this race? There's no racism issue in this holy nation. You know why? Because there are no colors in the kingdom. There's no colors in the kingdom. Our race, you ready for your, your race class? You ready? Start putting it on your, on your forms you fill out. Christian. That's your race. So we don't, watch this. The world don't see it like this. But you are a chosen race. Watch this. Yet, on Sunday. Sunday is the most segregated day in America. We have black church. We have white church. We have Asian church. We have African church. We have Indian church. We have Hispanic churches. Guess what? And we are, we're the ones who got the problem. We want the world to change, but the church won't change. White people won't come to black church. Black people won't go. Black people do go to white church. But he says we are chosen race. Worshiping the same God, but yet we got all these different nationalities who are divided. That's what the problem is. You have your denomination on the north side. I have mine's on the east side, the west side, the south side. Come on, somebody. And what I'm trying to say, saints, is that race means nothing in the kingdom. So that's why I'm not moved by whatever they do to me because of the color of my skin. Because what they really see is the blood of Jesus Christ covering it. If we're going to overcome racism in America. It has to start in the church. We have to tear down the color barriers in the kingdom first. Come on and help me somebody. What You know why the world don't want nothing to do with us? Because we're just as divided as them. We can't reach them because we can't get along. We are divided over doctrine. Come on now. We're, we're, we're divided over position. But he says we are a chosen 
race. There's no color in this kingdom. A holy nation. You and I are part of a holy nation. You know what it said? A nation. And in this nation, our race class is Christian. No color. I don't want you to hate one white person, black person, Indian person, Asian person. I want you to look at them through the eyes of Jesus because when he was dying on that cross, he didn't see an odor of a color. What he knew is the hearts of men. And I'm going to go back to saying what I said. After you have rise, after you rise and you have achieved equality, will your heart change? I don't want nothing for free. Amen. And I'm not going to use my color as a crutch to get anything for free. I'm going to pay just like you had to pay. So I thank you, PayPal, for the $10,000, $10 million you gave up. But we don't need charity. We need a heart change. Thank you, Starbucks. But we need a heart change. Amen. They think because they cast one black person on that TV show that it's going to change. That's not how change happens in America. we got to put God back on the throne. Why don't you share this feed? He says, not only are we a holy, uh, not only are we, he says, not only are we a chosen race. The next thing he says, a royal priesthood. As long as you've been a Christian, do you not do you know what being a priest is all about? Does any of you know what a priest is being what a priest is all about? Do you know that you were part of the priesthood? Some of you probably don't even know that. You don't even have, you have no clue. You know why? And I don't fault you. I fault the pulpit for watering down the message of the gospel and getting you to think like the world. How's that working out for you? Now you want to fight. Now you want to burn up some stuff. And I'm not angry, y'all. I'm not angry. I'm just speaking with authority here. Amen. So don't think I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I ain't there. I ain't going there. Watch what he says. <laughs> So watch this. As priests, so all of you are priests. We all have a responsibility. No matter how hard it gets, we have a we have spiritual weapons when we came into the kingdom. But we also have a spiritual responsibility as a priest. What did the priest do? The priest represented the people before God. Listen. And if all of us are priests, the next thing is that I don't see race, but the next thing I see is reach. We have to reach this nation with reconciliation. I'm not talking about reconciliation about race. I'm talking about reconciliation with God. Watch this. Here's your duties of the priest. Write them down. 
you have direct access to God as a priest. You can pray just like I can pray. The next thing is spiritual sacrifice. We offer spiritual sacrifice. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the what? Uh-huh. And then he also says, present your bodies. Hey. See, we're not living. Listen, no why the world don't want the church because we're living just like them. Going the same place, bumping to each other in the same situations and doing the same thing as them. But we want change. Change will never come until we step up to our role as priests. Here's the thing. Here's the other part of being a priest. You ready? You have a prophetic role. You know what that prophetic role is all about? Proclaiming the gospel to the world. Number four. We are agents of reconciliation. We must mediate between them and Christ. We must mediate the crisis love to the world and say, listen, the only way you can reconcile this racial issue is if we turn to Christ. We are agents of reconciliation. We reflect the holiness of God in the way we live. Priest. We intercede for others before God. We represent God to others when the world sees us operating in our priesthood. They will come to Christ. In other words, you ready for this? You got to be a priest to this society. Oh, you got to stop playing. All eyes on you. People are walking around distraught. They don't know what to do. They, they are, oh, I haven't had enough. I don't have, you had enough? Had enough? You haven't struggled a day in your life. I'm talking about you done had enough. Oh, yeah. But if you're a believer, you have a responsibility as a priest. As a priest. You have a reach. You got to go reach them. What do we have to go reach them with? Reconciliation. Listen, I'm not here to talk color. I'm here to talk about your eternal destination. That's what I want to talk about. If we're going to gather, let's gather. That's why I keep saying, when I see this parking lot at capacity on Friday, I will know I got some priests who are serious about their role. You can sit at home and talk about change all you want. But until, what? listen, I invite you to come. But they invite you to march and you showed up. Um, a royal priesthood. You ready? He says a holy nation. This is you. This is me. So the next thing we have is what? Not only do we have a reach, but the next thing we have is a responsibility. We are a nation, a movement, y'all. A nation that has to rise and conquer the evils that exist in this world. And we have the power to do it. Jesus says, wherever you go, take nothing for the journey. He says, and when you get there, guess what? And they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet. Go on to the next city. And if 
the Christian community if Vision Church was to rise. Let's get out of these doors, these walls, and let's go out here with the message of reconciliation. God loves you. You are a sinner and you need Jesus and we can solve the problem in America. We have to rise. We have to rise as a nation living holy. Imagine this. If the Christian nation was to rise now, don't wait till this thing die off. In the midst of this, if we would stop being so afraid and we rise and our nation rises and we operate in our priesthood, we walk out here in our, with this new race that we are. We are Christians banding together, holding each other's hands, and glorifying God and saying, this is the only way that we can reconcile the issue of race in America. He says, not only that, a holy nation, and I'm going to be here next week. He says, a people... A people for his own possession that we may proclaim, saints, we ain't saying nothing. We may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness. See, I don't want to go where they are. I got called out of that. So you can call me whatever you want to call me. You can call me out my name. You could mistreat me. That don't bother me. Because I'm of a new race. So not only do we have a responsibility. But lastly. We have the remedy. <laughs> we have to preach the gospel saints. The gospel. We must witness to this nation to end racism and injustice. I am convinced of this. What can we do to bring peace to a dying world? To fight back injustice? We have rights, we have the resources. Come on now. We have the responsibility. We have the reach. If we live together as a holy nation, telling the world that he brought us out of darkness, and then he can bring them through darkness. Tell your neighbor we have the remedy. Sean Bell, Oscar Grant, Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown, Eric Gardner, Sam Du Bois, Philantro Castilla, Jordan Evans, Emantic Fitzgerald, Bradford, and George Floyd. We haven't forgotten. We will rise. 
and bring veneration for the suffering that you endured. Don't you see it? George Floyd paid with his life so that America would wake up and realize that the treatment of black people is a big problem. His death shed light on the real issue. People are angry and they should be. Justice is demanded but it's demanded from unjust people. But there's one who suffered injustice. Died. Beaten time after time. Spit on. They had their foot on his neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds and then they had him to carry a cross on his back. They nailed him to the cross. So that justice would be dealt with. And then the father rose him up on the third day to bring reconciliation between us and God. Thank you, George. Maybe the church will rise. Maybe, maybe in America today, Maybe the church will rise. Maybe the church will rise and get back to what she is supposed to be doing. A nation who fights hate with hate will never win. But one that is holy and reflects Christ will bring change. We are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that we may proclaim the excellencies. Of him who called us out of darkness. Aren't you glad. That you're part of this nation. Aren't you glad. That you're part of something bigger than you. 2,000 years ago one man died. Tear down. The woman in Samaria said to Jesus, What does a Jew have to do with a Samaritan? What 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 don't you understand that you're talking to me and 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 we've had all this hatred between us, these two people groups, for so long? Why? I can't even believe that you're talking to me. Jesus said, I came to tear down the racial divide among us. I did. I have water. Oh, yeah. Living water. 
And when that living water, when you taste that living water, you will never thirst again. The world is thirsty. And I know the mission is big, but watch this. If we would arise as a holy nation, within a nation, what would happen? What if we would go to our white brothers and sisters? Oh, yeah. And when you get mad, you're not going to call me outside my name. No, because we're part of a new race. That's the true test. And our Hispanic brothers, our Chinese brothers, our Korean brothers. And what if we were to say to them, let's walk together. Let's rise together. What if? What if? America. What if America was to turn her heart back to God?